0: Rolling. Well, what was the question? Don't you want to do Frataloni's Hardware and Garden <laughs> no, Stores? Not necessarily. Well, we got to get the open. Frataloni's Hardware
1: then. and Garden Stores <laughs> brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 1151, September 14th, 2023. 98 degrees during that hot spell back in 1939 and uh, as recently as 1996. We experienced a 33 degree day. Lord. Hail the
0: Flashlight King! Hail
1: you. And now, from the mayor's office above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon
2: Lake, mm-hmm. it's Garage TV look like with that? Chris Reavers, Manning Technology four Corner. Four Kenny I know, Olson I, I, from the Krabby Coffee Shop. And John Stein with the me. newsroom. I
1: don't like I don't like be on TV. Here is your Flashlight King. Fireworks Commissioner, and the Keeper of Common well, Sense. What is the deal? You, I'll
0: fix it. Joe Sushir. Are you ready? Yeah. Okay, you want to get right to it. I want to hear what you guys
1: were saying <laughs> so when I was in
0: the other room. I get an email every day from my youngest son's third grade teacher, Mr. Deedle. Why? It's just
1: the only <laughs> parents
0: Never mind that. All right. uh, Mr. Deedle, by the way, is awesome. He's the uh, uh, my son's third grade teacher. Here's the deal. Is his name Wendell? Greg. Wendell Needle? No, great, Wendell Needle. <laughs> great guy. Hello, families. At the end of our school day, I have a riddle for our students. They wanted me to share it with you to see if you could solve it. They made me promise not to share the answer in this email because they want to share it with you. The students spent some time discussing Can their answers. Can you just give
1: us the riddle Here's without Needle's the comments?
0: There is Okay, ready? <laughs> There's an empty room. Empty room. Yes, sir. Inside the room, there is only one basket with five apples in it. Right. Then five kids walk into the room. Right. Each kid takes an apple, yet one apple remains in the basket. How can
1: this be? Because a kid that took the last apple didn't take it out of the basket. He just stayed in the room with it.
3: That's what I said. Stays no, in the basket. He's no, got the you basket the first, and the
0: apple. That's the first right. sentence is, there is an empty room. Meaning, yeah, one kid comes in and, and stays there. No, 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 no. There's an empty room. Yeah, but no then five kids he, come
2: in to get an the, apple.
3: He takes the basket with him, the basket and the apple, the last kid.
2: The last kid is a rotten little thief. And the I got to believe... The last his, kid
3: hangs on the basket and the
1: apple and stays right. in the room. And exactly. the last
2: kid's name, his last name is Reavers.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, my kid definitely would have done that. Well, wait a minute, though. Each kid...
1: Wait, do you have the answer?
2: You, no,
0: because he's because uh, Mr. Deedle didn't give it to you. No, yet. because the students want to come home and share it with the parents.
3: Oh,
2: can... tune
0: in, tune in tomorrow well, what when a tease we
3: that is, huh? I'm I'm not on tomorrow. Will you guys call me. I'm gonna Let have to call John. We might Wait, have so to go to the our answer. The council. My answer
1: is well, one the last of those five one... kids stays in the room with the apple. Yeah, but the
3: four must leave. The... But that, the last kid gets the basket and the apple. It doesn't matter where he goes. He can go out, out of the room. But that doesn't
0: make sense, it though. It doesn't. I'm with Kenny. That doesn't make sense. One I apple don't... remains in the room? No, that wasn't part of the riddle. Yeah. One no. apple... Each kid takes an apple, yet
3: one apple still right. remains in the basket. Yeah, because the kid stayed in the room with it. Or or he doesn't have to stay in the room. He just takes the basket with one apple in it.
1: No, because you
2: have to no. leave the, the room. No, there's nothing about leaving the room. <laughs>
3: yeah, the, the room, yeah. yeah doesn't really enter into it. Each kid has an apple. Each kid has an apple. Hey, apple.
2: (laughs) Well, that's... uh... Is there any way you can call? Is this William? This is uh, Leland, my eight-year-old. Leland, give him a call.
3: Well, he's well, in he's class. In school. You well, call moron. the office then.
2: Call the office and oh, have him come to the phone. i to talk to my kid. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we've, we've, we've I got hate an to math, but we have a <laughs> crisis <laughs> Get on the. this, needle G- guy on the line. <laughs>
3: well, he's
1: teaching right now. What's he teaching? Riddles? No, third grade. That's wait. So that's you know, a bunch of things hit me right before the show started.
0: And then we got. So and armed. then
1: you threw this in there. Oh, uh, <laughs> for example, sorry. Uh, Alpha News is reporting that the uh, Jacob Fry's pick for the new Commissioner of Community Safety, uh, a position I maintain that the city doesn't need, but they can't help themselves, is this fellow uh, named Todd... Todrick. Todrick Barnett, a chief judge, 4th District... 4th Judicial District Hennepin County Chief Judge Todrick Barnett to become the new community safety director. He replaces Cedric the Entertainer. And he must be approved by a Minneapolis City Council vote later this month. Uh, now, this is a position that they don't need because it's just one more bureaucrat in the way of efficiency. The uh, this fellow oversees 911, fire, emergency management, and neighborhood safety, and was notably paying Cedric Alexander 300 grand a year. That's the highest staff salary in the city. So Congratulations! Now maybe, now maybe this <laughs> Judge Todrick Barnett will also receive that amount. Uh, Fry said Monday that the commissioner job description has been substantially revised during the search for a new commissioner based on feedback from community, faith, philanthropic, school, and business leaders, as well as uh, city council and state levels and others. So all within a year, you brought Cedric Alexander to town. Mm -hmm. He splits after a year, but we've had all this time for the feedback from everyone who wants to tell the city how this job should be handled. Well, this is from Alpha News, and what we learned is that uh, prior to being elected chief judge in 2020, Barnett was a prosecutor and a public defender. Uh, as a chief judge, he oversaw 63 judges in the district, and we also learned that uh, he let a he uh, stayed the he stayed the five-year priv- prison sentence of admitted gang member Bobby Floyd Miller, and then two days later, Miller allegedly shot two people. I think we also learn in this story that he's... uh, uh, Mary Moriality is a fan of his. Yes, uh, we learned that. Uh, Barnett was mentioned by the Washington Post in 2021 following the Minneapolis record $27 million wrong... Full death settle- settlement to the family of George Floyd, uh, the Washington Post claimed that an unnamed official within the city said the city consulted with Hennepin County Chief District Judge Todrick Barnett, who told the city it could proceed with the settlement while the Shrovin trial proceedings were ongoing. Uh, notably, Mary Moriality was quoted in the Washington Post article, which was prior to her election as Hennepin County attorney, and stated that if she had been Chauvin's attorney, she would request a mistrial over the payout taking hmm. place during the trial. Oh, well, there maybe she isn't so she a fan So she disagreed center.
3: with Barnett, yeah. yeah.
1: Crime Watch Minneapolis has tracked some criminal cases involving Barnett as judge and noted that in May of this year... Barnett stayed the five-year prison term of a self-admitted gang member, Bobby Floyd Miller, 34, in a downward dispositional departure after Miller pled guilty to being a felon in possession of a firearm. The case involved a June 2022 incident in which shots were fired at Nicollet Towers in downtown Minneapolis. Police arrived and immediately encountered Miller, who attempted to flee. When he was apprehended, a handgun was found in Miller's pocket. Miller is prohibited from possessing firearms due to a prior felony conviction on third-degree assault just three months prior. Two days after Barnett stayed Miller's prison sentence, Miller allegedly shot two people on May 19 of just this year, again at Nicola Towers. Witnesses identified Miller to police as the shooter, Miller was located several days later on May 26 and was arrested. Miller has remained in custody since his arrest and is charged in the new case with second-degree assault with a dangerous weapon and being a felon in possession of a firearm. He has a jury trial scheduled next month. Uh, why in the hell would you name this guy? He's uh, That's
0: the million-dollar question. That's Yeah, that's the...
1: Well, he's obviously a mysterian who doesn't believe in harsh consequences for criminals.
2: Which goes along with Mary's um, take.
1: Which was an unusual take for Mary, wasn't it? Uh, I think Mary was arguing that why are you a right? Maybe Mary thought maybe you'll get a lot more money if you wait till the trial's over.
2: No, no, I think (laughs) we're talking about two different things here, Joe. She does endorse him
1: okay that i that i'm not seeing
2: here um hennepin county attorney mary uh issued a brief online statement in support of the nomination here's the quote judge barnett has a deep knowledge of the legal system he has demonstrated a clear commitment to community engagement and will be a strong leader for the city of minneapolis i have known him a long time and look forward to continuing to partner with him in his new role along with chief o'hara and others there's much work to do to build on recent progress on violence prevention and making our community safer. Along the same lines, Joe, I have a sidebar item about a rapist that was set free by the Hennepin County um, Attorney's Office. By Mary? Yeah. Well, not by her personally. She's not mentioned, but her office Mm -hmm. decided not to pursue the most strictest of charges to this guy. You know who should be listening
1: intently Shivani, yes, Seth Anandan, a DFL vice chair, brutally carjacked and then suddenly started saying everything a Geller would say. Will she change her mind? Do you see Shivani? What's happening? You even had elevated to this made-up position of uh, public safety commissioner, a judge now who has uh, stayed the five-year prison term of a self-admitted gang member who allegedly then went and shot up some more people two days later. The problem, Shivanti, and all the rest of you DFL ideologues is that you are all wrestling with the idea that uh, crime uh, uh, is the result of people being oppressed rather than expecting people to do right and wrong. You've all spent your lives making these people so less than that you don't know what to do now. You don't know how to... You don't know how to have expectations. Uh, in fact, that leads me to a new track of thought. That's a good point, Joe. You don't know how to have expectations because you've never had expectations. You've looked at Western civilization, you frowned on it, you frowned on it so so vehemently that you have no expectations for it. You have no expectations for the behavior of people. You're fully accepting of poor behavior, and you're willing to write that off as something else. It is not something else. It's criminal behavior. But you are attempting to undo that. And Minneapolis is just uh, mired in a cluster bleep of too much bureaucracy, all of whom are brought on board with the same belief that we can prevent violence. No, you can't. These are poorly raised people. That, that horse left the barn 50 years ago, and you can't do a damn thing about it. And rather than start over and realize that crime is crime, you just keep piling on mistake after mistake after mistake. And now you're bringing in this guy, Todrick Barrett, uh, but just based on the one thing, staying the five year sentence of a gang member, what the hell can you expect of him? And what is he going to, pos- what influence can he possibly have in that sea of bureaucracy where no, if, 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 if 15 people are in charge, nobody's, nobody's in charge. That's the problem.
2: Everything you've said, um, I, I just have to read portions of this piece from today's Star Tribune um, Metro section headline, Man Avoids Prison and Sexual Assault. He was 16 when he began abusing a 9-year-old girl. Oh. Here's the first paragraph. Over the objections of the victim's family, a 22-year-old Robbinsdale man was spared prison and instead ordered to serve six months in custody after pleading guilty to sexually assaulting a girl seven years younger than him when they were minors. Devin James Hulton received the sentence following his conviction in Hennepin County District Court. Okay, jumping ahead. Sources say that the administration in the county attorney's office intervened and decided no prison time was appropriate. Here's where it gets really curious. Prosecutor Rihanna Erton didn't agree with the decision and asked to explain it to the victim's family, but then... That request was denied by the administration. She then asked to be taken off the case because she didn't want to argue for no prison time. Wow. Wow. Wow.
1: Okay, here's another way to look at this. I wonder why Minneapolis has so many problems. Here's another way to look at this. Because I'm really trying to be civil here. I'm, I'm trying to be... It's tough. I'm trying to be calm. This is all wonderful... If this is the way you think, but I refuse to believe, no, what we're being asked to believe is that a majority of Minneapolis citizens apparently think this is the way to go. Be soft on crime, don't imprison people, defund police have a very soft prosecuting attorney who, can, uh, who will let people go and not hold them accountable, that must be agreeable. That must be agreeable to the people of Minneapolis. I, I think the people of
0: Minneapolis voted for what these principles were at election time, but I think a lot of people are having their eyes open to what... These consequences are, are are thus becoming. Don't you? Well, don't you Shamanthi, guys think that way? Well, Shivanti Seth
1: and and Dan. I hope so. I've been practicing her name because we're not going to let go of her in Garage Logic. We're we're anxiously awaiting to see what she might do, might, if she might reach her radical ideologues, her brothers and sisters in the great fight to bring about equity. Uh, her eyes have been opened but will it be enough to convert her back to reality? We don't know that. We don't know that. But all I can say is the people in charge so overwhelmingly have their way and bring on board to add to their unmanageable bureaucracy so many like-minded people that they feel... Apparently, terribly confident that this is what the people of Minneapolis want. Either that or they don't care what the people of Minneapolis want, and they're going to tell the the people of Minneapolis what they should want.
2: That's it. Bingo. That's it. Yep.
1: And that's great until you're clubbed over the head, if not shot, by a carjacker. And then it's Trump's fault.
2: Yeah. Or your nine-year-old daughter is raped. My God, that's six months? Is
0: that what you said, Kenny? Six yeah.
3: months? Yep. Yeah. Well, yep. yep. Interestingly enough, do you know who first appointed Barnett to Hennepin <laughs> County Judicial Board? I don't. Tim
2: Pawlenty. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. So then after that, you're going to have to help me out. I'm pretty dumb when it comes to this. That's... Would he be up for election, or is that just a permanent position since he was appointed? How does that work? Permanent, right? It is
3: permanent until it's at the whatever of the mayor, at the behest. uh, Behest. Thank you.
2: So voters had no choice in that matter.
3: Are are you talking about the judgeship, or are you talking
2: about? Yeah, the the judgeship. judgeship. Oh, the judgeship.
3: No, he was just appointed by the governor, by Governor
2: Valenti. Gotcha. All right. Thank you. Wow. And speaking of that, more questions, Savanthi, her position, how did she earn that? And my thought is, well, maybe she could just be removed if she's not going to follow, you know, company policy. Well, That's
1: one of the questions we're fascinated by. What how will the
2: DFL treat her now? Yeah. And who who has the power to remove her? And how did she get that position? The big shots in the party? Well, the party
1: would get in the back room and smoke cigars and say, we're either going to have her continue with us or we're going to get rid of her.
2: Mm -hmm. Like they did with that Republican uh, whack job. Yeah.
1: Jennifer Carnahan. Thank you. Who apparently, her downfall was being in cahoots, however, allegedly, with... uh, the junior Epstein we had here. Tony. Yeah. What's his name? Tony, Tony Lazaro. Hey, Lizardo. Tony. Hey, Tony. Have you seen the weather forecast? I sure have, Joe. Ooh, ooh,
2: ooh.
1: Mm, it's a beauty. It's a yep. beauty for bike riding. I, I saw a guy yesterday on Summit Avenue driving an electric bike, and it was just incredible. He damn near was going along with the traffic. Really? And he wasn't pedaling. I, I, I almost wanted to stop him and say, Did you get that at EcoFund? EcoFun Motorsports in Forest Lake and Burnsville is the electric bike capital of the world. Yamaha, Bentelli, Scootstar electric bikes, all the gas-powered scooters that turn urban errands into adventures. I guess they can be country errands too, but they're scooters. I'm not recommending that people ever take them on a main road, but they do turn the urban errands into adventures. Youth uh, recreational equipment, youth ATVs, golf carts, side by sides, really, really great motorcycles, snow blowers. I'm telling you, anything for the outdoors involving fun, and snow blowing is fun in Garage Logic, is available at EcoFund Motorsports in Forest Lake, immediately west of 35 on Highway 97, and down in Burnsville on the service road of life near county road 42 check out the website at ecofunmotorsports.com it's really cool this guy wears many hats just not
2: indoors joe sushire maple grove lock and safe it's a GLR's headquarters for all things well a It's right there in the title, Lock and Safe Related. And, oh, what the heck, let's throw keys in there, too. Rich, the owner, the proprietor, he's one of us, a longtime GLer. He's been kicking it for 30 years in Maple Grove with full residential, commercial, and auto services for all your lock and safe security needs to Rich. Part of being a GLer means repairing what you got before replacing it with something new. I think it fits. I I haven't asked the mayor, but I think that fits in with the last drop theory. I think so. So uh, if you got something that's broken, lock, key, safe, whatever, bring it in for a free estimate on getting it repaired. And if repair isn't the answer, Rich is going to be more than happy to help you get it set up with something new. Um, You know, maybe it's just something as small as a lock or something as big as a vault door or safe. Maybe you need a small gun safe that'll fit right in the nightstand or a large safe to hold all your gold bullion. Rich and Maple Grove Lock and Safe, always the answer. 6901 East Fish Lake Road in Maple Grove and on the web, maplegrovelockandsafe.com. Joe, two town council members have weighed in. Yes. Via the uh, Apple debate.
1: Five apples in a room. Five apples in a room. Empty, empty room. Empty
0: room. Kids it sounds in
2: like there. a Sinatra song, doesn't it, John? Five, <laughs> five apples. apples. Um, first
0: is from Donna. She says, hey, GL Podcast, my guest. First line of the riddle says the room was empty. So one of the kids brought their basket filled with apples in and out of the room and let their four friends take an apple. I'll delete it if I'm right so others can guess. And then Hans also. Isn't that basically what I said? I, mean, I, don't um, think so. I don't think so. But Hans is a. An, I don't know if this is semantics.
1: Hans is a sharp guy. But th- he this said, might be
0: it. He said, "If the is the room empty? If there's a
2: basket in it?" Uh, he's not that sharp. <laughs> is he? Okay. He uh, started starting <laughs> early today. Hans,
1: is there a? Uh, did you find one, Kenny? An answer?
2: Uh, no, I had Donna's. That's um, and nobody's contacted me on my private line either. I'm kind of surprised Give about that. Give me the that. riddle again. let me go back to my email let me go back to my email you know what
0: there is an empty room inside the room there is only one basket with five apples in it keep in mind only is all caps there is only one basket with five apples in it then five kids walk into the room each kid takes an apple yet one apple still remains in the basket how can this be
3: You know, I, I don't know. I didn't think of this before. I just went online and looked. Yeah, and so did the I. Answer. So did I. No, it is. <laughs> so it. I did I. the answer. But, but, but I was right. So there was you go. Was I right, John? We were both right. Yes, basically. Wonderful. Well, what What's the answer? Somebody the fifth stays apple's... in the
1: room with the basket. No, He's got an room? apple. No. No. The
3: room no. It no, has no, nothing to no, do, nope. do with it. What is no. it? It's just the fifth apple stays in the basket. And the fifth kid has the basket.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's what I said. Hey, apple. And the apple.
2: Yeah, it's that little creep, Leland Reavers, Leland. who yeah, took, yeah. took the basket and the apple. Well, so he's going basket. home
1: with an apple and a basket.
3: And he's got a basket. Yeah. And the other kids have apples. <laughs> <laughs> well, we got to the bottom of that one. <laughs> All right. I got to go then. We'll see you guys Monday. <laughs> <laughs> what if that
1: isn't Mr. Deedle's answer?
3: Oh, then what? Yeah. Tune um, in tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> I'll see. <laughs>
1: You know what, gang? We can distill our mystery simply. You're either a GLer or you're not. That's right. It it really boils down to that. It's like winning the lottery. And a GLer is just an American who still believes in the basics and is somewhat puzzled by what's happening, especially you get... Closer you get to the country's tallest buildings, do you realize that the mayor of Chicago? <laughs> What's our guy up to now? His name is Brandon Johnson, and he is officially uh, a complete moron. <laughs> <laughs> and he wants to uh, he wants to have the city run a municipally owned grocery store. <laughs> Oh. Because that would address food inequity. <laughs> yeah. huh. Food deserts. Mm-hmm. You know, and the reason, uh, uh, Brandon, uh, that many of the grocery stores have closed in areas where you sense there's not food equity is because of the violence those stores had to endure. Yeah. The theft, the robberies, the right. beatings. But you're a moron. And you think a government-run grocery store would be the answer? We're here to help. Here we come to save the day.
2: <laughs> uh, Joe, really, it's uh, filling <clears throat> filling in the gaps uh, for the market, and you know, making sure that people have access to all the goods and resources that they need to survive and thrive. Well, their set of morons
1: <laughs> uh, in <laughs> Chicago—they also are responsible for this complete breakdown in tradition and civility uh, could you imagine 50 60 70 years ago all the Ma and pa grocery stores that survived healthily in areas in chicago now where they wouldn't dare open oh hell just go back 5
2: 10 years yeah
1: i mean it's you the the it is not hyperbole to say that the left ruins everything it touches
2: in the past five years, on the south side of Chicago, the closings include Whole Foods, two Targets, three Walmarts. Three Walmarts. Three.
1: But a city-owned grocery store. That'll change it. That's different. Well, that would yeah. restore a, a viable access to healthy food in areas that have suffered historic and systemic disinvestment that there is no historic and systemic disinventment, you idiots it's disinvestment because people can't make money if they're constantly being held up that's that's what you're dealing with
2: um. can you imagine what the meat aisle looks like in the city owned store <laughs> You think there's rats walking up and down It the would aisles? make
0: those dollar store steaks, rookie butt, look yeah. like a Murray's butter knife yeah. steak.
2: Yeah. <laughs> You've got 20-year-old wieners right here, step right up. They're green.
1: Ugh. Uh, it's a long
0: story.
2: But at least
0: Chicago is, you know, flush with cash. I mean, they've got so much money. You know,
1: they're overwhelmed with debt. Oh, just, is that right? Just like the entire state is. They're just overwhelmed with debt. Well,
2: maybe can, I, can I throw something at you? Sure. Uh, Chicago's leading the way here, and it's happening in other markets. But obviously the the Democratic rule has caused these problems, and they don't try to prevent it because they want to do exactly what Chicago is doing. They want to control every aspect of voters' lives, including what they eat and when. And I think this is just, now this is just my outrageous, radical talk radio position.
1: We're not on talk radio. Uh,
2: well, you know what I mean. You, yeah. you know you know what but I mean. I do know what you um, mean. This is just another step towards communism and soup lines and potato lines and you know, here's a used pair of socks, beat it, you know, that type I of mean, thing. I mean, kids have to go into an empty classroom just to get an apple.
3: <laughs> <laughs> no wonder the kids stole the basket. In right?
1: a lousy basket, you can't even eat a basket. Right? right. <laughs> there's only one left. Well, uh, tell me I'm wrong. You're not. I'm not going to tell you're you you're wrong. I can link it to school resource officers. Oh boy. Oh boy. The absence of school resource officers is the direct result of an ideological legislature that carries its soft-on-crime theme, into the schools, believing that disruptive children are merely uh, acting out due to the oppression of Western society and patriarchal males, and therefore anything the kid does should be excused, and no cop should ever dare lay a hand on a kid because, well, let me read you something. Joe, regarding the requested special session to address laws impacting school resource officers, I am very familiar with the goings-on at schools in one particular city, a city in which I retired as a police officer. The SRO in that city, who I directly supervised for quite some time, dealt with utter chaos and frequently, most especially at two different Alternative Learning Center programs, ALC. Encountering young people who were entirely out of control, having sometimes done thousands of dollars of damage to school property, smashing computers and the like. That was reasonably commonplace. Staff in such programs and buildings often were cut and bruised from assault of behavior on the part of students. The most serious of the two ALC programs had paraprofessional staff whose sole function... Was to contain the out-of-control. Unfortunately, they were only allowed to use approved, largely ineffective holds and strategies, which I am certain regressive education professionals and politicians found to meet some sort of equity scale. Our officer would be thrust into such chaos, often simply because he was the only person allowed to take an action that could stop the behavior. While the particular SRO I'm thinking of had the patience of Job and just based on his service in that role should be eligible for sainthood, he frequently had to take students to the ground and hold them there in order to stop assaultive, self-injurious, and damaging behaviors. While not part of the specific discussion, he also noticed behavior of the kids who he had to forcibly restrain tended to improve their behavior, not just that day, but ongoing, uh-huh. well, apparently having a better appreciation of what would be accepted and what would not be accepted. Based on the current law, I'm confident in saying he would refuse to continue serving in the role, though I suggest he was made for it. He has since retired, leaving earlier than otherwise planned, as have many Peace officers. In my supervisory role, I would absolutely recommend discontinuing the SRO function until the law is addressed. And as my departed mother might have said, I do not trust our Attorney General or Governor's assurances any further than I can throw either of them. And this is a fellow who is uh, retired from a Metropolitan Police Department who does not want his name mentioned. And, uh, but I don't doubt a word he said. Do you know, it's, it's come to this. It's come to this. The officers outside of school are not school resource officers. Right. So, theoretically, a school resource officer could witness today, God forbid, two kids attempting to kill each other in the hallway. He'd say, would you guys uh, pause just a moment? i got to call a cop to come and break this up. And they might say to him, well, you are a cop. No, I'm a school resource officer. I can't really do much. Why don't you guys just quit trying to kill each other? I'm going to call a policeman. Can you hang on a minute? Can you hang on? Can you hang on? Can you interrupt this for just a moment? Uh, And then he gets on his shoulder microphone and says, yeah, I need uh, help here and... uh, Uh, school ABC, I got two fighters in the hallway and I can't really do much about it, then you'd have to hope they didn't kill each other before a cop arrived who was not bound by this legislative language. Not to be that
0: guy, but is that true that SROs are not police officers? Oh, they're
1: police officers, but once inside the school, they're bound by this new legislative law which they hold in which they hold in suspicion. I misunderstood what you said. They don't trust our current breed of attorney general and governor and these radical ideologues in the legislature, all of whom would throw a cop under the bus before anyone else. Right. They're all devoted, remember, to being anti police, no matter what they say now. Their background is anti-copper, so now a cop. This is that's not far-fetched. A cop might have to a a school resource cop might have to call an outside cop to come in. That's a very real possibility in the in the schools where there are still school school resource officers present. Although there there are few now, there there are few schools with school resource officers in them. Because they don't know what the hell they can do.
0: Do we know what
1: percentage
2: of, of the public schools? I, I don't know. Oh, I had the list yesterday. It's outrageous. Um, Quite
1: a few schools know, think, do not currently have SROs.
2: I might have found it on Channel 11's website. Right, but it's extensive. I mean, it is long, Chris.
1: And uh, what's the date on this story? September 13th. What was that, Tuesday.
2: Uh, yesterday,
1: yesterday, yesterday uh, law enforcement officers are yet asking yet again. Please have a special session, but the Speaker of the House doesn't. Melissa Hortman, she doesn't think that's necessary. We are really, really governed by some people who just don't have the whole picture in mind.
2: They're they're beta they're beta wallflowers they have no business being in charge they're trying to create a, a beta society and it's not working these young kids fighting both male and female are alpha kids going at each other and they're approaching the problem from a beta mindset and
1: we're we're long past the astonishment of their having to be SROs oh yeah uh, yeah. yeah we're long past that right right. I'm sorry. I'm
0: out. I can't take care. Of it. Sorry. What I started started to look for the story that Kenny mentioned
3: in Care Levin's website. Thirty
1: sure. law oh, it, enforcement it, it, agencies and growing have
3: pulled SROs yeah. out of schools wow. as of September 8th, and I believe we've had a couple more pullouts since then. Forty uh, percent of schools were without SROs. Sixty percent with. So, four, so probably fifty. Maybe it's 15 now. Wow. Yeah, so we've had a couple goals
2: since then, too. Should we be debating? I mean, we're obviously taking the side of it's okay to pull out. Shouldn't we even be debating that? Maybe these uh, police departments, are they making the wrong decision? Are they doing right by pulling out? I understand why they're doing it. You don't have to explain that to me. But should they just stay there anyway? Just for the safety of the kids? Well, you know uh, what I'm saying? I, yes, it's not the. I have ahead. two answers. Two oh, answers. All right. Uh, one,
1: how else can they get the law changed unless they stay out? And, okay. two, and two, what the, the measures they can take now to interrupt a fight are so nebulous and ambiguous that that's the point of their confusion. If I grab this kid around his chest, that's forbidden, by the way, based on my reading. They don't know what is allowed. So could they stop violence? Maybe their presence would, but... Once the kids learn what they can get away and that's with, that's what I was exactly going to say. What the hell say, difference does it make if they're there? Or these
0: not? kids aren't stupid. They realize the situation that they're in, and they will absolutely take advantage of it. Oh, and by the way, I, I believe it was we yesterday. are
1: led by the wrong people.
0: Wasn't it announced that Woodbury said they're also? I believe so. So yeah. that's East Ridge and Woodbury
1: High School, two of the largest high schools. In the state. And I would say this uh, what else these ideologues have attempted to, Ridge, to sully the reputations of police officers, they have said, oh, they just want to get back in school to, to choke kids. No, that's. I, I, I don't, well, A, no, that's, obviously that's, I don't believe that. And no. B, just listen to the note we had from the retired copper in the metro area. The, the guy he knows of and supervised was a saint. The, the guy he knows and supervised had the patience of Job. Is it Job or Job? I think it's Job.
2: It's Job. I've, I've come up with an answer to my own question. The reason the police departments have pulled their school resource officers out is because they know these officers are alpha males, and they will put their career aside and jump in there and stop this fight and save these kids from hurting each other. Despite the damage that they might be doing to their own future, and that's that, why they pulled them out.
1: And that damage would be the risk of being sued by the attorney general <clears throat> or the state of Minnesota.
2: Because as we know, cops, and now of course I'm thinking 9-11, cops and firefighters, they rush in when everybody's rushing out. It's an uncontrollable urge to get in there and help. And that is the reason I believe these police departments have pulled their officers out. The failed academy. Because I don't know a cop so that wouldn't ways. get I don't know a cop that wouldn't get involved, Joe. Well, neither do I. Yeah. I
1: I don't think I'm being naive when I say I don't think the cops want to go in there and choke people. I'm, no, of course I, 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 not. They don't that that's but but that's what you're hearing from the ideologues who you people have elected to the legislature.
2: You know, and they equate a cop, like say maybe laying on top of a suspect or the aggressor to get him under control and calm down. They equate that with choking, and it's simply it's not.
1: And you're hearing that from uh, the people Walls is appointed the uh, that Javier guy, for example, who's has some role with the schools. His name escapes Javier. Name. Javier, whatever his last name was. What a moron. But he'll suffer no consequences no. for his foul speaking. No. God, we're in trouble. It's just a bad, bad way to run a state. It's just a really bad way to run a state. And if people don't come to their senses, it's going to get worse and worse and worse.
2: And our state isn't the only state that's being run like this. Illinois, California. Oregon. Washington, Oregon, the District of Columbia,
1: New York. it's uh, it's time for a break. It's time for water. <laughs> yeah, you
0: see, I brought my pink water bottle yeah. today. yeah, Hofferman Water, uh, ladies and gentlemen, the best in the business. and you know what? Uh, I actually started out as a customer years ago, and then so when Jim came to uh, give me my free water analysis, he said, are you the dumb-dumb on GL? And I said, what? (laughs) Yes, I am. <laughs> and that's how the relationship started, just like that. So I have been a customer of Connecticut and Hofferman for years, and I'm so glad that I decided to make the switch. And you will be, too. Trust me. Once you get that new system from Connecticut, your showers are better, so is your laundry, and, of course, your drinking water. So get in touch with my friends at Hofferman Water today, 952-894-4040. Just have them come out and test your water and see what they find. 952-894-4040. You can also visit their website at HoffermanWater.com. You go on that website and you can see everything a new water softener, maybe an iron rust and odor filtration system, or a brand new drinking water system. It's all there for you. HoffermanWater.com. They've been proudly serving the state of Minnesota for over 50 years. Please tell them you heard about them right here on the Garage Logic Podcast.
1: Sure. <laughs> Here's a man who spends hours in hardware stores, sifting through the nuts and bolts of life, Joe Suchere. You'll recall earlier in the week we had the story of Energy Secretary Jennifer Granholm's grand tour uh, in an electric vehicle uh, to get from, what was it, Memphis to Charleston or something like that. It took four days because she had to stop and not only charge a vehicle, but proselytize about how great these are. And she came to a, or her advanced people would get ahead of her and, and make sure the charging stations were clear. And they got to a town in Georgia. North Carolina to Tennessee. Was North Carolina to Tennessee, yeah. wherever they were going. And it was all uh, it was all a staged nonsense. And uh, they got to a charging station somewhere in Georgia, and there was only one charging station available, and they knew Jennifer Granholm was was just down the road a piece, running out of juice, and she'd need to charge <laughs> that baby up. So, and along comes a fan, you know, Burton Mary Smith with their kids hanging out the window and the dog barking. <laughs> And they're in, they're in their electric vehicle, and they go for uh, the one vacant charging station in this uh, in this whistle stop wherever they were, and uh, they Jennifer Granholm's people quickly blocked it, not with an EV, but with a gas powered car spewing. <laughs> so here comes Ben and Mary, and they're 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 they're, they're needles on E. They got to get some juice, and they can't they aren't allowed to use this charging station because royalty is on the way. That's right. The energy, <laughs> the energy secretary is just down the highway, and we need to hold this for her. And ultimately, what that family did is make a 911 call to the cops, and here it is. <laughs> Columbia County
4: 911. Hi, I'm calling because I'm in the Town Walmart at the charging station and there's literally a non-electric car that is taking up a space who says they're holding the space for somebody else, and it's holding up a whole bunch of people who need to charge their cars. All right, you're at the Walmart on Center Way. Um, The one in Grovetown that, that has the Arby's in front. Okay, can you hear me? I see. Can you hear me? Yes, ma'am, I can hear you. <laughs> Are they still there? They're still here, but once one spot opened up, which is like not them, but there's other people who are waiting to charge, and they're still here. And they're not an electric car. And the sign says that it has to—you can't, you can't park here unless you're charging. What kind of car is it? It's a Corolla. It's black. Do you okay. see a, do You see a tag number? <laughs> Um, I can get it, but they said that the person's going to be here in two minutes that they're holding the spot for. So Well, now I'm targeting, so I don't even care anymore, but yeah. Okay, I've got a deputy on the way. Can you see the tag number? Oh, they just got here. Go take a picture of the Corolla tag. Right, Go take, that's take a picture of the Corolla
1: tag. You know what that is? Welcome to your bleeping future. <laughs> oh, dear
0: God, you're right.
1: <laughs> Isn't that something? Because this meaningless... I say meaningless because the Department of Energy has never produced any energy. This meaningless energy head, Jennifer Granholm, is pretending to be on this tour, and the, her, her, her advance people are scurrying hey, ahead of her. get up there! Hurrying of, to free up the a one charger. by the so Block So this it. fraud can charge <laughs> your car. God help us. Honest to God, that's glimpse to your future right there. Sure, not mine. I ain't buying one. Oh,
0: you no, you don't have, have any choice.
3: choice. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I got a kid Jinx, with no apples. He me a Coke, and now I'm going to have an EV <laughs> right. that I don't <laughs> want. Here's yep.
1: John Haidt and his news
3: bureau. Thank you, Joe. The St. Paul City Council moving forward with changes to its proposed smoking ban. The ordinance was introduced last month after a new law legalizing recreational marijuana in Minnesota took effect. The original proposal called for a ban on smoking tobacco, hemp, and cannabis products in all city-controlled public places. Councilmember Chris Tolbert introduced an amendment yesterday that limits the smoking ban to city parks and within 25 feet of entrances, exits, windows and ventilation intakes of public places and places of employment within the city. It also allows business owners and the director of Parks and Rec Department to create designated smoking areas. Tolbert said, I think it's okay that we make smoking inconvenient we know the devastating effects of secondhand smoke, and we know the devastating effects of firsthand smoke. Council members approve the changes, plus an amendment from Council Member Mitra Jalali <laughs> to alter the penalty for a violation of the ordinance. The original Olly proposal, golly. the original proposal called for a petty misdemeanor. Well, under Jalali's amendment, violations would first be enforced through education. Well, you yeah, have have plus- equity, John. And requesting voluntary compliance, so please don't smoke here. Is what they'd say, right. I guess, huh? Yeah. Uh, Councilmember Jane Prince was the single vote opposing the penalty reduction. She said, "At the present time, we don't have administrative citations, so I think it's premature to put that in an ordinance. Administrative uh, citations cannot be issued unless the city charter is changed to allow it," according to multiple council members.
1: You got weed? Smoke it
3: where you got it. <laughs> you ain't going to suffer
1: any consequences.
3: A massive fire damaged the building that formerly housed the Hastings Creamery during the overnight hours last night into this morning. Large flames could be seen shooting into the sky from the roof and crews were at the scene for several hours. Smoke billowed over much of the neighborhood starting at around 10.30 last night. The city of Hastings says it sent an alert via Everbridge to remain indoors because of the heavy smoke. However, multiple air samples have been taken and were clear of any harmful chemicals. The building, located on Highway 61, pretty much Right in the middle of Hastings, if you've ever driven through there, a uh, cruise closed Highway 61 in both directions from County Road 47, Vermilion Road, to 15th Street. However, they have reopened that stretch. Uh, the Kramer, you might remember, was in the news not too long ago. They closed in August after the state found thousands of gallons of milk in the sewer system. Um,
2: the, um, That's uh, odd time. <clears throat> they didn't close willingly it nope. was the uh the count oh what's the why is it slipping my mind dakota county no the people responsible for light rail the metropolitan council yeah, to, that's right. to shut them down um and so you guys, are you thinking what I'm thinking with this fire? I mean, it's hard not to think it. Yeah. It's hard not to.
1: Yeah, uh, I've driven through Hastings a thousand times, and I cannot picture that creamery. It's right by the it's river, isn't a, it? it?
3: It's just a little building. Uh, it's past the river. It's pretty oh. much right in the middle of that main street when you drive through 161. Huh. But it's not a huge building, really. It's
2: just a little... Really but she's gone now. Torching yeah. something in these circumstances is so obvious mm-hmm. that it seems like why would anybody do that? That's what leads me to believe that it's probably an organic fire, right?
1: Well, they'll have an investigation, Kenny.
0: We've got fire marshals. May, may I ask a dumb question? <laughs> you may. What the hell jurisdiction does the met council have over oh, the primary?
2: Boy, you don't set me off again. This probably made the me sewer so system. so angry. Yeah, you're right. A couple of weeks ago when this happened, uh that they just waltzed in and shut them down because of this spill. They're unelected, right, Met Council? Yes, they are. (laughs) Yes, Chris. (laughs) And they can do this, (laughs) and I don't know if Jordan is included, but they have this jurisdiction over businesses all across the Metro. Wow. Yeah,
3: yeah. Brooklyn Center Police Chief Kellis McDaniel will be retiring January 31st, about a year and a half after he took on the role. McDaniel became chief in June 2022 when he replaced former police chief Tim Gannon, who had resigned just two days after Dante Wright was killed by former officer Kim Potter. McDaniel said he took the job during a pivotal time because he wanted to be part of helping the community heal. He said, quote, I'm kind of a healer, listening to people and seeing what they need and what they want. I think that has helped in the healing process. McDaniel said his decision to hang up the badge sparked only last month when he took a trip to Montana. He said he thought to himself, in February, I'll be 57 years old. I got close to 25 years of experience. I've got beautiful kids and grandkids. Maybe it's just time to retire, he said. Family means a lot to me. So I just want that opportunity to be able to grow up with some of my, you know, young grandkids, and my son. He denies any rumors that politics at the city level had anything to do with his departure. The chief says his proudest accomplishment is in the recruitment sector, swearing in over a dozen officers within the last year. Currently, the department has 39 sworn staff of the authorized 48. In a news release, city official say McDaniel was integral in rebuilding the police department's patrol division as well as maintaining the support staff necessary to carry out the city's mission.
1: Yeah, well... <clears throat> I got a lot of grandchildren, <clears throat> and I ain't
2: retired. Um, speaking of that, can I pause the news for a second, John? Would that be okay? Sure. You know how management, the people that we have to deal with on a daily basis... I don't
1: have to deal with them on they, a daily basis. Well, I find
2: them always accommodating. You, well, this might change. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they're always requesting content. They want more content. They'd like more shows yeah, under the GL umbrella, Mm -hmm. I'm thinking of a new program and it's kind of based on the same concept as the honeymooners, only this show, it might be just 30 minutes a day, maybe a couple of times a week. The show is called The Honeymoon is Over and it's simply (laughs) Joe Suchere and his wife Debating the topics of the day. No. Dear
0: God, Boy, that I would like be that. Phenomenal. Wouldn't
2: that be <laughs> awesome? Chris, read the text. Joe, uh, earlier today,
0: Kenny what? and I, Kenny and I, had the pleasure of getting a text from the CP. Eleven, eleven a.m. You were in the other room screaming at your computer. <laughs> <laughs> Tell that dumbass we have Prime and he can watch the Vikings game tonight.
1: One, two, wait, 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 wait.
0: One, two, three, four exclamation points to conclude.
1: It's on channel nine.
0: And I said, I figured you did. Uh do I say it into the microphone? Question mark, question mark, smiley face. And she says, of
3: course, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah yesterday when Joe said or two days ago, maybe well how how are you gonna watch a game? It's on Prime. Well, and he's told us a million times all the boxes they get in the mail. So obviously, he has Prime. He can watch the game any, no matter if it's on Channel
2: Nine or not. So, well, I didn't know that. Right, and you would keep. You guys would keep score. (laughs) And at the end of the year, we would tally it up Ooh. to see who the big winner was.
3: Who's but in first place? You, you know, know how, only get one point apparently.
2: And I know we've got a lot of younger listeners, so they might not understand the honeymooners concept. But every honeymooners, it was Jackie Gleason getting really, really mad at Audrey days, Meadows. Uh, to the moon. Ooh, to but the moon, at the Alice. end, at the end of every episode, Jackie realized the error. It's yeah. kind of like the Flintstones. He realized the errors of his ways and he apologized and he said, I'm sorry, honey. I love you. You
1: know what? The Honeymooners was basically the game of flaws in the 1950s. Yes. 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 Yep, exactly. That's
2: why. And when you two are on vacation, we have Royce and the, the DA come in and fill in for you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's give an update. <laughs> No, I believe Kitty.
1: She really said, Tell that dumbass we have Prime. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) I know I looked today in the paper if you want to watch that game, it's on channel nine. Usually in in a circumstance like (laughs) this, it's
0: always carried on one of the local
1: channels. I'm gonna watch it on nine. How do do you like that?
2: But I'll bet you he also has he can also watch YouTube on his TV, right? Yep. No idea. For the last year, ever since Roadworthy Rescues came out with Derek Beery, I discovered his YouTube channel, which is um, uh, Vice Grip Garage. I and watched it's on Derek U- when I was eating lunch today. And it's on uh, YouTube. And Joe says, "I can't. Let's uh, see, YouTube. I can't. Uh, no, that I ain't not. watching
1: anything on a computer screen." You, the thing oh, is, I...
2: you could sit in your easy chair and watch it on your TV. Last,
3: last evening, I two hours in a rabbit hole on music, watching YouTube on my television. Joe.
2: Joe, tonight on when you get home, hmm. grab the remote and just say into the remote, "Vice Grip Garage," and see what happens. All right. What time do you have lunch? Back
3: to the yeah. Potato
2: chips, a sandwich, some grapes. Definitely grapes. grapes. Had grapes. Chris, uh, what was his disagreement with the computer? Was just general disagreement, or was there a specific? We had
1: some speed
3: issues. (laughs) Some speed issues. (laughs) (laughs) I know you had a printer issue a little while back too. You know, after we joined in. Yeah.
2: Speaking of content, this could be another show. Mm -hmm. Technology (laughs) corner. One camera, one microphone.
1: Joe in a computer. Oh, Roycey's worse than I am. That is true. He is. I mean, I'm a savant compared to him. (laughs) Call the computer department. Call the department.
0: Although I do miss the days when Kenny and Roycey used to share a workspace.
3: That was always fun. I don't miss that at all. John, are you done? I'm not done. Let's go here. I do tell my wife one of the worst insults Joe ever does to me, and and Joe, you know, he'll he'll pick on me about music and news and you know maybe my views on some things, but he'll say to me, "John, you're worse than me with technology." That <laughs> yeah, is the that's, meanest thing yeah, I've ever. Really. Yeah, that that's really <laughs> is pretty Really is. In other news, in national and international news, uh, federal prosecutors now this morning have indicted Hunter Biden, son of President Joe Biden, on those gun charges. Biden indicted in Delaware federal court on three counts tied to the possession of a gun while using narcotics. Two counts are tied to Biden allegedly filing a form claiming he was not using illegal drugs at the time he purchased a Colt Cobra revolver in October 2018. The third count alleges he possessed a firearm while using a narcotic. The indictment against the son of a sitting president comes after a plea deal that might have ended a years-long probe into Hunter Biden fell apart. And just as House Republicans have launched an impeachment inquiry in an effort to seek bank records and other documents from the president and his son. The judge overseeing the Georgia election interference case has severed the case, ordering that 17 defendants, including former President Trump, will not be tried alongside speedy trial defendants Kenneth Chesborough and Sidney Powell on October 23rd. Judge Scott McAfee said severing the remaining 17 defendants was, in his words, a procedural and logistical inevitability. He did not rule out the possibility additional divisions may be required later. The judge, however, said any defendant who does not waive their right to speak Speedy trial before October 23rd will immediately join the trial. The former president has already waived his speedy trial rights. Republican Senator Mitt Romney making news in a, in a number of ways. First, Mitt says he's retiring. He announced that yesterday, yesterday said he will not seek re election. He's leading in polls, but the 76-year-old says it's time for a new generation to step up. At the same time, he added he wished both Joe Biden and Donald Trump would step back from their presidential campaigns and let younger candidates run. Remember, he was the 2012 Republican Party nominee for the presidency. Uh, He was defeated in that election. He also went after the path his party is taking, saying, quote, it's pretty clear the party is inclined to a populist demagogue message. And if you're not too sure about what he's trying to say, there's a quote from a new book that was released yesterday that quotes Romney as saying, quote, a very large portion of my party doesn't really believe in the Constitution. Um, Mitt says he kept a tally of the dozen plus times Republican senators privately expressed solidarity with his criticism of Donald Trump. He said Mitch McConnell told him, you're lucky you can say the things that we all think.
1: Did 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 he go Mitch on him?
3: Uh, he said Mitch uh, just told him that. We and didn't it, freeze up. He didn't freeze All up, right. no. Nothing. No freezes were involved, as far as I know. Number of Americans living in poverty has gone up for the first time in years, according to the U.S. Census Bureau. I thought we, we had li- the
1: best economy ever.
3: Well, that's not what the governor tweeted this morning, John. Newly released data shows in 2022, 12.4% of Americans lived in poverty. That's up from 7.8% in 2021, representing millions more living without the minimum level of resources to meet their basic needs. The increase in 2022 was likely connected to the end of pandemic era benefits, according to Dave Waddington. He's the chief for the Census Bureau's Social, Economic, and Housing Statistics Bureau. Uh, making that announcement yesterday. Uh, meanwhile, Saudi Arabia cuts in petroleum imports have contributed to a rise in gas prices here, causing problems for folks' budgets. The U.S. Energy Department has talked to oil producers and refiners to make sure stable fuel supplies at the time of rising gas prices. Rising prices were largely behind the biggest increase in U.S. consumer prices in 14 months in August. Both Saudi Arabia and Russia extended. Voluntary oil output cuts to the end of the year, according to a U.S. refining source involved in talks. And, uh, they told that po- to po- was-
1: poverty in this country is disheartening, but it's not the poverty of, say, Nicaragua.
2: No, well, gosh. Well, no. that's but that's or your Libya. But that's your uh, no. That's- but Joe, we can afford to pay four dollars and fifty cents or five dollars a gallon. We don't like it, but we can afford it. The majority of people out there cannot. We're just lucky enough that we can, right. you know, put gas in the gas guzzler and drive home to Jordan. We're but just a lot lucky of, that we. Uh, a lot of people can't, Joe. We, we're lucky that we haven't reached our number yet.
1: But a lot of people have, have reached their number. Yeah. this
0: morning, Governor Tim Walls said... Isn't he in Japan? The child tax credit I signed into law will cut child poverty in Minnesota by up to one-third.
5: We don't know that.
0: Folks across the country should take this away from what we're doing. What we're doing in Minnesota, it's amazing what you can accomplish when you start giving a damn
1: about real people and real lives. Especially when you steal from real people $18 billion to expand the government.
2: He has no idea what reality is. He has no idea what it's like to be a single mom working two jobs, no. taking the bus between them, being gone from home 18 hours a day, and then having to pay somebody to watch the kid.
1: Yep. He just, very, very few
3: people on the third rail have that reality. That, uh, yeah. I'd say very few people in general
2: yeah. know that yeah.
3: reality yeah. if yeah. they're not involved in it. Yep. So. Uh, safe sex is imperative. I think so. Yeah, because uh, 24% increase in STI diagnosis in Great Britain, according to the UK government. So uh, because of this, condom brand Durex found that 62% of sexually active UK adults do not or rarely use condoms. So they want to turn those stats around. From now until September 21st, that condom brand is recruiting 50 testers to try out its new Durex nude condom.
2: Uh, John, it's, it's a... like uh, wearing a raincoat in shower. a shower. It just doesn't work. You would think the bad teeth For alone will keep that, that number again. down. You know? yeah. oh.
0: <laughs> True, but if they
1: all got the bad choppers, yeah. isn't it? You know, you take a look at some of those teeth and you think,
3: well, oh my god, I'm dizzy. <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, jeez. Durex, Durex oh. claims uh, the new uh, Durex Nude is its thinnest and most innovative condom to date. They're offering the tester 100 pounds. I'm not sure what that equals in the U.S. That's some It's a big As condom. The company, as the company, the, the company is confident the nude condom won't reduce sexual pleasure. If you'd like to enter, of course, we don't live in Great Britain. No, so we're, we're not going to enter. We're probably not going to enter. Uh, 50 winners will be selected at random from Durex's Instagram account. They'll get the Durex nude condoms, Durex lube, and a measurement guide. Get the lube with it, huh? And a measurement guide, too. See, now
2: when, when Such was young, being safe meant uh, jumping out of the window before uh, the gal's <laughs> boyfriend.
3: Uh, well, that's not enough news, John. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Not oh. knowing where in the hell I was. <laughs> <laughs> didn't know I could drive a bus. I didn't know where I was. I just... uh, thanks, you. Hey, yeah, hey, my pleasure, Joe. Anytime. You? Kenny, that's great. Thank you.
5: <laughs> okay, Kenny.
4: <laughs>
2: Positive Thursday brought to us by Schoonover Body Works and Auto Care right there in Shoreview, 1060, County E. Anything you need related to auto care can be had at Schoonover. Schoonie on the phone. Mike, uh, in the last two days, we've had a record amount of wrecks on the freeway. I actually thought we had black ice yesterday. It was so bad. It's so absurd. I bet you're busy.
5: Kenny, we are. I don't know what's going on out there. It's uh, unprecedented. I've never seen anything like this in my entire career. I've been at it for almost 40 years.
2: Yeah, I don't understand. It's a new level of stupid on the highway.
5: Uh, yeah, and, and I'm wondering, I, I just often wonder, we got, more, uh, we got more electronics and we got more things that are supposed to keep us from crashing and keeping us in our lane and keeping us to pay attention, and I don't think it's doing the job.
2: <laughs> it's people i think people just ignore it they just get accustomed to ignoring it so the, all those electronics in the car and i know we've talked about windshield sensors before but that makes a typical job a little longer and more oner- onerous doesn't it
5: it does uh as a matter of fact kenny i uh we we got a number of cars uh that were we need to put roofs on because of all the hail damage And many of the vehicles that we're working on, you know, we're seeing upwards of almost $2,000 worth of uh, calibrations that are required to get cameras and gates and sunroofs and forward-facing, you know, radar and collision avoidance systems (laughs) all recalibrated and programmed so that they do their job. Let
2: me geek out for a second. So are you telling me, do you cut them off at the pillar and then weld on a new one?
5: Oh, no, 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 we don't know. Okay. This is not 1979. Talk to me, Mike. I want to know. I'm geeking out here. No, no. The roofs of today's vehicles, well, you know, there's two roofs out there. You know, the people that have those panoramic uh, roofs, uh, you know, that's all one unit that gets... uh, bolted down and in some cases glued to the the existing structure of the car so that comes out as oh, one unit. Oh. but the uh but the you know the ones that have like a sunroof or even the ones that don't have a sunroof there's a seam usually underneath a molding uh that that hides that seam so we're able to we're able to separate it there and and uh cut that out and either weld it in or glue it in depending on what the manufacturer recommends uh, you know, you know, you know. When we, when you, when you go to IKEA and you buy some furniture, you get directions to put together the, yeah. the bed or the or the table or whatever you're buying. Yeah. When we're putting on roof skins of vehicles or we're putting these cars together, we have really, you know, like 55 to 100 pages worth of directions in order to Jeez. how to put a put a vehicle back together because there's just so many steps to it.
2: I have some pretty solid advice for you. When I walk in there with a, a resume, just shut me down and show me the door, okay? I'm not the guy you need. Do you need anybody right now? What's that? Do you need employees with well, all these you know cars?
5: What we, got? I, I, we, we just hired a plethora. Um, I'm looking for a part-time uh, bookkeeper slash data entry person to help my wife, Gail, with uh, some of her accounting needs. And then uh, it looks like we're still looking for uh, you know a service technician to be able to help us out with tire changes and oil changes and all those those types of things. But uh, so far so good. We've been pretty fortunate uh, with with finding folks to help us out. Oh, I
2: almost forgot. How how'd the uh, event go last weekend? Play for Patrick? How'd that turn out?
5: Oh, it went really well. We we really we really had a great day on Saturday. Um, we had a huge huge. Uh, showing up of uh, Mayo employees and, and, you know, medical professionals, docs, echo technicians. It was so cool. Uh, Kenny, we had we had 10 echo machines down there. So we oh, have wow. six of our own. Mayo brought two more. And then uh, Jason Anderson is the local uh, Phillips representative who who gives us, lets us use two of his echo machines every screening. So we had 10 machines there. We had... 10 echo technicians who would do this as a, you know, f- professional echo techs that do this full time. And then we had students from Mayo there who were uh, uh, echo tech students who were there working with the actual echo techs, learning, looking over their shoulders. We had enough docs there that the docs could come in and also teach. And it was really, really, it was a cool afternoon to watch just that. But uh, we ended up screening 188 kids, I think, and then uh, we did find uh, six with high blood pressure. We found 10 that had an, uh, an abnormal result from the screening There's going to oh. be follow-up care. Oh, and
4: wow. then we
5: did have another 10 kids that had um, what we call uh, normal with a minor variant, meaning that their screen might be normal but just because of their maybe their their body you know the build of their body or or their age or whatever uh it could be normal about again those 10 kids uh, we sent them we recommend that they go get checked out just to make sure that they keep an eye on it in the coming years so it was a it was a, it was really really good
2: saving lives um do you have the next event on the schedule yet
5: We do. Uh, It is going to be Saturday, October 7th. I think that's the date, Um, Saturday, October 7th. Um, Yeah, in a couple of weeks at Mounds View High School in Arden Hills. So we will have the registration open in the next couple of days uh, for both participants and volunteers.
2: That just happens to be in your neighborhood, the naib- uh, neighborhood of Schoonover Body Works and Auto Care, where pretty much everything related to your automobile can be had. And it's the official body shop of Garage Logic, one of the best uh, shops in the metro, schoonoverbodyworks.com. It's the end of the world as we know it, and he feels fine. Joe Suchere,
1: uh, the mayor of. Uh, Minneapolis and the mayor of St. Paul have not done this yet. I wouldn't be surprised if they do. You have a mayor in Burbank, California, oh. named Constantine Anthony. And he went to a uh, Democratic fundraiser over the weekend, and he uh, bent over the table and got spanked by a drag queen. They I mean, he made all the news. Huh. And uh, the fundraiser was billed as being for ages 15 and up. But it was not suitable for children, according to the local press. Anthony was spanked by the drag queen in front of children, but the Burbank mayor says there were no children present at the event. No children were in attendance, Anthony told Fox News Digital. All attendees were over 21 years of age. But this guy must have political aspirations. Uh... To get himself spanked like that was probably a big deal
2: for him. Well, I bet there's uh, mayors of democratic cities all over the country that wish they could get bent over the table by a drag queen. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Republicans save that for the hotel rooms. Thanks.
2: Yeah, well, the privacy of our own room, of course. Come but you on,
1: Democrats, man. John. We'll do it right out there and open it—a fundraiser
2: All right out right down open. in the hotel lobby. There,
1: right at, during Anoka days, <laughs> wherever you live.
3: <laughs> yeah, Anoka days, where you can walk around with Camplin your booze. I don't live in Champlin either.
0: They have a downtown.
3: Yeah, I remember I live in Andover. You don't know if they have a downtown. Isn't it a concept? <laughs> <laughs> just a concept. You would be just a really bad
0: spokesperson for you know, visit whatever. <laughs> you know, <laughs> explore Minnesota. Here's Joe sucher okay. Fellas,
2: uh, it just occurred to me that we're the three of us are working with a mayor of a small community. That's,
3: right. That's true, oh, yeah. We hmm. should get a dream between No, I'm
1: not uh I'm get not getting spanked big by a paddle queen. Not unless I get to punch him in the
2: mouth. Oh, come on now. tough guy. (laughs) Violence.
1: Okay, tough guy. (laughs) (laughs) Only only. because they're coming to us all the way from Eden Prairie where the Lymans are holed up. We don't know about their future travel plans. I trust that we'll be informed. On this day, Joe, today (laughs) is September 14th, 1871. Mm. Newspaper editor Horace Greeley gave the principal address at a Hennepin County agricultural fair held in Minneapolis. In his speech, he advocated federal and state regulations for the protections of farmers. All right.
2: I bet he wish he would have copyrighted that phrase, huh, John? Probably, huh? And on yeah. this day on nine one four
1: in nineteen ninety
2: six, the
1: first North Shore inline marathon was held in Duluth. Inline skates or roller blades are a Minnesota creation. Scott and Brennan Olson designed them so hockey players could practice really? when there was no ice. What year was that, Joe? Ninety six. Nineteen ninety six. Nineteen ninety six.
2: Somewhere in a box, I still have a pair of original rollerblades. I've
1: never owned a pair of
2: rollerblades. They're actually
0: they were fun, actually. Yeah. I have a pair sitting on the garage shelf. I bust them all once a I year. I
1: still have my skates.
2: Can you skate backwards faster than Kenny?
1: Yes. <laughs> I
2: can't get my fat feet in skates. Are you kidding me?
1: <laughs> I think if I put my skates on now. I went to the local rink. I would look like somebody who was just dropped off for maybe some sort of facility. <laughs> yeah, hey, look at the windshield licker. Yeah, I'd be clinging to the boards, you know, you sidestep along the boards.
2: I can't even, I wouldn't even be able to tie them without passing out.
1: My knees, I think, would, would fail me. They'd crumble. I think they would, yeah. uh, which saddens
0: me. Would you need one of those, uh, you know, the, they give the three-year-olds to hold them walker? up? Yeah, would you need one of those I deals? I can
1: push an aluminum walker around the ring. Uh, Maybe. okay yeah but there are days in the winter when i go by the rink and i'm i'm tempted to see if i can still
2: do it you know what gets me it's the sound of the puck hitting the board I love oh yeah. that's that, that's that's the sound there's no
1: greater sound when you're out for a walk at night yep and you're walking through a neighborhood and some dad has made a rink in the backyard yep and you can see the one spotlight attached to the tree and you can hear the puck I've snuck back there to watch. That's creepy. And then they had to call nine one one and <a> <laughs> had to be hauled away.
0: Now it's gunshots and sirens. We get those. Yeah, you get the- yeah.
1: We get those why would i have to say something thank you very Uh, much for your attendance at today's university of garage logic
3: hey everybody it's john here and i want to tell you how you can eat stress-free this spring with factors delicious ready-to-eat meals you can get their fresh never frozen chef crafted dietitian approved meals ready to eat in just two minutes Weekly menu of 35 options like Calorie Smart, Keto, Protein Plus, or Vegan and Veggie. And they use premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, truffle butter, broccolini, At Factormeals.com slash Garagelogic50, you get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. And don't
0: forget, if you missed your opportunity out at the Minnesota State Fair and didn't find what you're looking for, well, guess what? It's not a problem right now. Just go to Garagelogic.com to see all of this year's merchandise. In a variety of colors and sizes, including the brand new 30 Years of Common Sense t-shirt, long sleeve, and hoodie, items also include favorites such as the University of Garage Logic, the Knack Hardware and Lounge, and even a Monday Night Sports Talk Classic. See all the merch at garagelogic.com. Just click on 30th Anniversary Garage Sale or search the keyword shop. And also, subscribe to the GL YouTube channel. And you can follow us on all of our social media channels, which include Facebook, Twitter, and, of course, Insta. We'll see you tomorrow.